0: We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on Earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. Turns out, yes, I am going to cover the Rittenhouse case, but maybe not the way you might be expecting. Truth is, if you want to follow the case itself, follow Jack Posobic on Twitter. And watch Riquetta Media on YouTube. Riquetta has anywhere from 4 to 10 lawyers on his live stream every day, following every moment of this, and they're discussing it from all angles. So, it's covered. But Kyle Rittenhouse has far more importance than just his trial. What did he do that day? He cleaned graffiti, and then accepted a request to help protect a couple of business locations. He prepared himself with the tools he needed to provide medical aid and to provide for his own physical safety. He ran toward danger on more than one occasion to put out fires. And he defended himself against a murderous mob. That last part may actually be the least important of the bunch. One thing I have to establish, that if you've been following along at all, I hope is old news to you. Kyle worked in Kenosha. His dad and some of his other family lived in Kenosha. I kind of imagine they don't anymore, but at the time they did. His best friend lived in Kenosha. Kenosha was his community. A lot of idiots are raging about how he crossed state lines. He went to work in Kenosha that day, a 20-minute commute. Now, I've never had to cross state lines to get to work, but I've also never had less than a 20-minute commute. He went to work in Kenosha that day, then stayed after work to help clean graffiti, then was asked to stay further, asked to stay further, and help protect a couple of business locations. They say he went to Kenosha looking for trouble. That doesn't sound like someone looking for trouble. This all started with a normal drive to work. No weapon, no evening plans, just a normal drive to work. And then he accepted opportunities to serve his community. What did Kyle do that day? He served his community as a lifeguard, and then volunteered to help clean graffiti off the local high school. What did he do that night? He stood in the breach. That should be a lesson for all of us. That should be an example for all of us. He stood between the rioters and the livelihoods of his neighbors. He put out fires. He de-escalated a situation when rioters began throwing bricks and rocks at business owners. Bet you didn't hear that part on CNN or MSNBC. He placed himself between the threat and the people he cared about. Whether you realize it or whether you're still blind to what's happening around you, the American people are under attack. Politically, physically by rioters, Antifa, and BLM. By the FBI that keeps threat lists on and investigates everyday parents who dissent against corrupt school boards. By the Biden administration that's trying to spend us into hyperinflation and collapse. By Fauci, who, according to Rand Paul, is still funding the same kinds of research on viruses. Ones that have a 50% mortality rate, rather than the less than 1% we see with COVID. That's the short list. I don't want to be here all day. The point is, if Kyle and the myriad of other armed Americans hadn't posted up in Kenosha that night, the rioters would have gone about their business of destruction undeterred. As is, they did a lot of damage. You know what didn't happen because Kyle and others intervened? The flaming dumpster they were pushing toward a gas station. I saw this happen live, that night, myself. That flaming dumpster would have made it to the gas station. It didn't. That would have been a big boom and a lot of bodies. Several other businesses were also successfully defended. One, because Kyle placed himself between the rioters and the business, and then de-escalated the armed mob. We have to take a leaf out of his book. If we don't stand between Fauci and his minions and our communities, between Biden and our communities, between Antifa and BLM and our communities, between corrupt and pedophilic public schools and school boards and our communities, if we don't stand between them and the people we care about, there won't be anyone in the way. If we fail to stand in the way, then we surrender, and they will subjugate us without opposition. What would have happened if Kyle and the other armed citizens had not posted up in Kenosha to protect those businesses? The rioters would have gone about their business of destruction undeterred. What happens if we don't stand between Biden and our communities, between Antifa and BLM and our communities, between Fauci and his minions and our communities? They'll be able to go about their business of destruction undeterred. If we don't stand between them and the people we care about, There won't be anyone in the way. If we fail to stand in the way, then we surrender. They will subjugate us without opposition. If we won't stand in the way, we've already surrendered. And they've already subjugated us. Kyle's tools that night were a medical bag and a rifle. Our tools are a place at the school board meeting, advocacy on social media, refusal to be part of something we know is wrong. It's the causes we support, And the ones we stand against. And, heaven forbid, if death and destruction come knocking, a medical bag and a rifle. It was not the timid who expelled the British from our shores. It was not the timid who got the 13th Amendment passed. It was not the timid who hid Jews in early 1940s Europe. It was not the timid who defeated Hitler. It was the timid who tried to appease Hitler who gave them the Sudetenland and naively announced peace in our time and made everything infinitely worse. It was the timid who recognized the CCP on the international stage, gave them a permanent seat on the UN Security Council, and made things infinitely worse. It is the timid who have idly watched our public schools transform into indoctrination and grooming camps. It is the timid who have passively supported these lockdowns and mandates and made things Infinitely worse. Edmund Burke said, When bad men combine, the good must associate, else they will fall, one by one, an unpitied sacrifice in a contemptible struggle. Do you see how that works? If you don't work together, you're taken one by one. If you fail to associate, you do stand alone. And John Stuart Mill said, Do not let anyone pacify his conscience by the delusion that he can do no harm if he takes no part and forms no opinion. Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. He is not a good man who, without protest, allows wrong to be committed in his name and with the means which he helps to supply, because he will not trouble himself to use his mind on the subject. Audie Murphy said, Bravery? is just determination to do a job that you know has to be done. That quote has hung above my desk since I started this podcast. Stagnation is death. Passivity is death. We face motivated, organized groups convinced of their own supremacy and determined to make that delusion a reality. They are assaulting us on all sides. The timidity and passivity of a comfortable American people has proven to be a failed strategy. It's no strategy at all. Kyle Rittenhouse is just the latest in a long string of brave men and women who have set the example for us. We can take a risk, putting ourselves in harm's way and preserve our rights and liberties, preserve self-determination and the right to be responsible for ourselves. Or we can remain passive and timid and guarantee total defeat and subjugation. That's not hyperbole. That's where we are now. One more note on the trial. I've seen every moment of the incident from multiple angles. First, he defended himself against a grown, violent man who was trying to take his weapon. By the way, that alone, Rosenbaum trying to take his weapon, that qualifies as a deadly threat. Then, while trying to get to the police line, he found himself surrounded by a murderous, angry mob. They surrounded him and were shouting to kill him. He was running down the middle of the street directly to the police. The police emergency lights were straight ahead, directly in their faces. They wanted to kill him. They had to do it before he got close enough for the police to have a clear view. So they acted fast. They hit him in the head with a rock. They knocked him to the ground. Someone tried to stomp on his face. Huber hit him in the head with a skateboard, which is deadly force. In 2015, a man was killed in Santa Ana, California, from a hit to the head by a skateboard during a fight. And finally... Grosskreutz drew a gun on him at point-blank range. He was surrounded by a mob that was trying to murder him, and he defended himself. He acquitted himself against this murderous mob with an astounding level of skill and judgment. He should be doing a lecture circuit on making decisions under pressure, not sitting in a courtroom with his life in the balance. This trial has been another red pill moment for a lot of people that tends to happen when people see the narrative they're being fed doesn't match what they're seeing with their own eyes. Be informed. Look into things. Go to original sources as much as you can. The difference between believing legacy media and the prosecution in this case, and easily seeing through their lies, is nothing more than seeing the footage of the event yourself. I can't tell you how important that is, how much of a difference that makes. Do that with everything you can. Darkness is only the absence of light. The moment light is introduced, darkness ceases. An addendum. While I've been editing this, the jury came back and found Kyle not guilty on all charges. The judge then further dismissed all charges with prejudice. It's over. Kyle now has double jeopardy protection. He got his life back. This was the right decision. There's no doubt, no remaining questions or unknowns. Now, Kyle, his family, the judge, the judge's family, the entire jury, their families, and the city of Kenosha are in danger. Doxing and targeting efforts are probably already in the works, and I hope I'm proven wrong, but violent riots seem pretty inevitable at this point. Please pray for their safety. All of them. Till next time, be informed, stay safe, don't do anything stupid.